الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد uh, our topic today is about continuing in good uh, after Ramadan, matters that make us better and continue to be righteous after Ramadan. And this particular matter that I'm going to talk about tonight is an issue that most of the Ummah think only is a specialty of Ramadan. Yeah, it's such an important issue of Ibadah that it will tell you if you love Allah and if Allah loves you. It is the matter of Qiyam and Tahajjud, also in Ramadan called Taraweeh. It is the school of the righteous people. Night prayer in Qiyam is the, in Tahajjud is the tranquility of the believers. Night prayer in Qiyam is the solution to your problems when you have a problem. Many times you see those who claim to love Allah and the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Islam. They'll put it on their website. They'll click a like on Facebook. They'll probably have a bumper sticker. But this will determine if they truly love Allah because Allah in the Quran says, is one who is obedient to Allah, prostrating himself during the night time, fearing the hereafter and hoping for the mercy of his Lord. Is he like those who don't do that? Disbelievers or whoever doesn't do that? Is he who knows like he who doesn't know? Allah is saying basically, don't you ever compare one who makes tahajjud in qiyam with one who doesn't. Night prayer in qiyam is the best prayer after the five prayers, ever. Night prayer in qiyam is the honor of the believer, sharaf al-mu'min. Night prayer in qiyam is brightness on the judgment day. Night prayer and qiyam is the characteristic of a believer like Allah says in Surah Al-Furqan And those who spent the night hours worshiping their Lord bowing and prostrating to Allah and standing. Night prayer is the golden moments of the night time for those who long to be close to Allah, to spend that time in privacy with Allah the Almighty. Look at their families back then and compare them to us today. Abu Huraira radiallahu an used to divide his night into three nights, three, 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 uh, three, three, three uh, categories. One for him, one third of the night was for him, one third for his servant and one third for his wife. Because the Prophet said, عن جابر أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن من الساعة ليل لا يوافقها عبد مؤمن يسأل الله خيرا إلا أعطاه إياه. In Sahih Muslim, Jabir ibn Abdullah said, the Prophet said, there is at night time and hour moments, we don't know, not the precise hour that we know. No Muslim ask Allah anything of this life or the life after. If he is in that moment, except Allah will give him what he wants. In Sahih Muslim. Blessed is the family of Abu Huraira, for example, if they needed anything, and he and his servant and his wife all ask Allah. So throughout all the night, there isn't a moment where there's no supplication, invocation and prayer. Isn't it going to be answered? In Musnad Ahmad and Abu Dawood, Abu Huraira radiallahu an said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Rahimallahu rajulan qama minal layl 
فصلى ثم أيقظ أهله أمرأته فصلت فإن أبت نضح الماء في وجهها May Allah be pleased with a man who gets up at night and prays and then wakes up his wife but if she refuses to wake up he sprinkles water in her face and look at the other one ورحم الله امرأة قامت من الليل فصلت وأيقظت زوجها فصلى فإن أبا نضحت الماء في وجهه And may Allah bless a woman who gets up at night and prays and then wakes up her husband. And if he refuses, she sprinkles water in his face. Amazing hadith. Such a unique hadith that encourages a family to worship Allah together and encourage each other. A family, a romantic family. She's not waking him up by forcing him, nor is he. Their, cons their consensus is that we both want to wake up. Basically saying, honey, If I don't wake up, make sure you sprinkle water in my face so I'll be surely going to wake up so I can pray to Allah. I dare a husband and a wife who do this consistently and faithfully for the sake of Allah and not have the happiest marriage ever. Prove me wrong and I'm going to say wallahi to it. If you are having marital problems, night prayer is your solution. Get up your wife, you and your wife. He wants her to wake, he wants her to wake him up. With water to make sure he prays. And she wants him to wake her up with water so she can pray. What disputes can a family like that have? Can a family like that raise children to be other than the kinds and likes of Salah al-Din and Umar ibn al-Khattab? What effect will it have on children in the future? Many times children go astray even if you raise them well. However, one of the most memorable things a child takes with him, even years later, and I can tell you this from my experience in da'wah, he'll say, oh, wallah, you're right. I used to always see my mother and dad get up at the end of the night and pray. It's something that sticks to their mind that usually gets them back on the right track if they go astray. Umar ibn al-Khattab used to wake up his entire family before Fajr, reciting to them the verse in the Quran, وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بالصلاة واصطبر عليها عن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said in a hadith considered authentic by Al-Albani and its men are like the chain of Sahih al-Bukhari al-Muslim إذا أيقظ الرجل أهله من الليل فصليا أو صلى ركعتين جميعا كتبا في الذاكرين والذاكرة if a man gets up at night in praise, even just two rak'ahs, just two rak'ahs, and this is my point today, just two rak'ahs at night, they're considered among the dhakirin, those who remember Allah. Who are the dhakirin? Allah, kathir wa dhakirat. Flip the pages of the Quran to Surah Al-Ahzab, and you're going to see, وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ عَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ مَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا In those men who remember Allah, and the females who remember Allah, Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and Great reward, paradise in high ranks in paradise. How beautiful is it to spend the night with Allah? There are those who love to spend the nights flipping through the channels on their TVs. There are others who love to spend their nights browsing through the internet. Hours and hours go by while they're doing it. Some with girls and others with alcohol. And some with vain matters that are probably not haram or halal. Many who enjoy the shaitan urinating in their ears as the authentic hadith said for one who doesn't get up for the night prayer. Then there are those few of the few of the very few who truly love Allah and choose to spend the nights with Allah the Almighty. And less assured, let me tell you this. 
the biggest indicator and hint to see if Allah loves you and if he's pleased with you, see if you consistently pray the night prayer. If you consistently wake up for the night prayers, know you are in good status with Allah. Let me repeat, let me repeat because this is important. The biggest indicator of how pleased Allah is with you is if you pray consistently the night prayers. It is the only, it, it's only the special people who are allowed by Allah to spend those precious moments during the dark nights with Him. Allah gives the honor only to those who are worthy of that honor. Allah chooses to let you spend those moments based on how you look. No, 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 not based on how you look. Based on whether you have a suit and a tie or if uh, she has good makeup on. No, based on your sins and your deeds and how close to you are to Allah. I say, I say and pay attention. If you have reverence, if you have humility, if you have humbleness, if you have awe, if you have sublimity, if you have all that in reciting the beautiful wording of the Quran during the night time, you are among those who's chosen by Allah. If you have joy speaking to Allah with his own words, illuminating your dark room with that guided words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that Allah loves you and that you are envied for that which you did. I didn't bring it from me. A man told Ibrahim ibn al-Adham, in this same story I'm going to tell you, is also by Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad. Someone asked Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad too. He said, I cannot get up at night to pray. Why? I want to do Qiyam. He said, you commit the sins during the day, you will never be able to get up at night and pray. Standing before Allah during nighttime is an honor sinners are unworthy of. By two of the biggest tabi'een. Sufyan al-Thawri said, for five months I couldn't get up for night qiyam because of a sin I committed. And if you look at the life of Sufyan al-Thawri, what could Sufyan al-Thawri have possibly done? A man who is amazing in his character, in his ibadah, in his knowledge. A man came to Al-Hasan al-Basri and he said, Abu Sa'id, the kunya of Al-Hasan al-Basri is Abu Sa'id. I sleep well, I rest well, I have no illness, I prepare the water by my mattress so I can get up for prayer at qiyam, but I never get up for prayer at qiyam. So Al-Hasan al-Basri said, your sins shackled you. Your sins during the day restrained you during the night time. The rule is the sins of the day restrain a Muslim from the honor of praying during the night time. Abu Ja'far said, I went to visit Ahmed ibn Yahya. Abu Ja'far and Ahmed ibn Yahya were famous uh, scholars in Ubad who were also friends. So he said, I went and I seen Ahmed crying. So I said, Abu Ja'far, why are you crying? Abu Ja'far told Ahmed, why are you crying? Ahmed said, I missed night prayer. He said, that's okay. Allah wanted you to rest. He said, Abu Ja'far said, the more I tell him, comfort him, the more he cries. He said, no, it's because of a sin I committed. Qiyam is responding to the call of Allah. How can you not respond to the call of Allah when Allah calls you? If a man's wife or if his child or his loved one wakes up in the middle and asks you, are you okay? Do you need anything? You'd wake up and say, and go out of your way to say, I'm all right. Everything is fine. I'm okay, sweetheart. I'm okay, honey. I'm okay, my friend. I'm okay, my brother. If a co-worker texted you or called you or a boss or anyone, you would answer the phone and take it to heart that he asked about you. 
Yeah, and you would make sure you answer. Yeah, how can you not respond to Allah the Almighty? Who, and of course Allah has the supreme examples who is calling you and asking you if you need anything. May Allah be pleased with Abu Huraira. He said the Prophet said, إِذَا كَانَ شَطْرُ اللَّيْلِ نَزَلَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى إِلَى السَّمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا The Lord descends every night to the lowest point of heaven when the one-third end of night remains. فَيَقُولُ هَلْ مِنْ دَاعٍ فَأَسْتَجِيبَ لَهُ Is there anyone who calls upon me? Allah is asking you. Anyone who calls upon me so I can answer? Allah is calling as if he needs you and you're the one who needs Allah. هَلْ مِنْ سَائِلٍ فَأَعْطِيَهُ is there anyone who will ask me that I may give him? People snore away as Allah is asking them if they need anything. Is there who will seek my forgiveness so that I may forgive him? Qiyam must be an essential part of your life, my brothers and sisters. It must be essential. Al-Hasan ibn Salih in the old days had a servant. And he sold her to a family. So she went to that family and before Fajr, she got up because Hassan ibn Salih used to tell her, wake him up in the one third end of the night. Before Fajr, she got up and she said, as-salah, The new family, she said, it's too early for Fajr here. Don't wake us up until Fajr time. She said, you only pray Fajr? You don't pray night? They said, no. She said, I came from people who pray and pray and pray before Fajr. She began to give them a hard time and they, told, they returned her to Al-Hasan ibn Salih. So she went to Al-Hasan ibn Salih and she said, please take me back. I beg of you to take me back. You sell me to evil people who only pray the obligatory? You sell me to evil people who only pray the obligatory? Ibn Umar said one of the first, the first. Matter of ibadah to be taken is prayer of the night time and reciting with your verse out loud. Ata al-Khurasani, when he used to pray at night and see the happiness and tranquility in his heart, and he says, when I don't pray, it's the worst day I've ever had in my entire life. The day he doesn't pray the qiyam before it. Night prayer is what they lived for. It was their life. When a man of the Salaf one time couldn't for some time pray the night prayer, he said, oh Allah, I ask of you to guide me to pray the night prayer. And if you wrote in your book that you will not guide me, then I ask of you to take me off the face of the earth. Ali ibn, Ali ibn Bakkar and Abdul Aziz ibn Rawad, both, who used to do the same thing at different times. They used to touch their mattresses and feel them. And they say, Wallahi, you feel so comfortable and warm. But Wallahi, I will not use you tonight. I will pray till Fajr. You're nice and soft. But the mattresses of heaven are much nicer and softer. Their sides forsake their beds to invoke their Lord in fear and hope. Their sides, their sides, what my brothers? Are eager to lay in rest? No, 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 no. La wallah. No, not eager to lay. Their sides can take the comfort of the mattress. They can't stand it. Because standing before Allah is much more comfortable to them. Are they not human beings that get tired? Yes, they're flesh and blood like us. But they have hope in the life after. It's time to meet Allah. How can your side rest when it's a meeting with Allah? Whenever you get re lazy, read this verse that I just read to you in Surah Al-Sajdah. Ibn Daqiq Al-Eid, when he used to read it, he said, whoever reads this verse, 
How can he not pray at night time? Because the verse after it is what tells you the reward for one who does the night prayer. What's the ver verse after it? Read the next verse after it. He says, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ Allah tells them, just like you hid your deed from me, I got something hidden for you. Allah said, no person knows that which is kept hidden from them for of joy and reward for that which they used to do. What did they used to do? Qiyam and tahajjud. They used to keep it hidden from even their own wife. Hassan ibn Sinan's wife said, my husband used to trick me. One time, he used to come and play as though he's sleeping with me. He tricked me like we trick kids. He said, he sleep with me next to me. And then when I fall asleep, he gets up until one day I caught him. And I said, Hassan, Abu Sinan, his kunya was Abu Sinan. Why don't you get rest? He said, you want me to get rest? She said, yes. He said, I'm preparing this for the ultimate rest. The ultimate rest in the grave where you get all the rest you need. Sufyan al-Thawri, when Fajr used to come up, he used to prop his legs up on a wall like this so that the blood will go down into the rest of his body because his legs and feet would swell from standing up all night. They used to sleep but little by night invoking their Lord and praying in fear and hope. Masruq ibn al-Ajda his wife used to say he used to pray all night long until Fajr comes and he prays Fajr, he drags himself, crawls to the bed because he can't walk from standing all night. When Allah was preparing the Prophet for the ultimate task ever, the guidance of humanity, what did he prep him with? He prepped him with the task of making tahajjud fard upon him. This was fard in the early stages on the Prophet in order to be successful in any job, in any task, in any situation, you need to succeed during the night with your spiritual communication with Allah. That's why Allah ordered him to do that. Ya yuhal muzzammil, oh you who are wrapped in garments. Stand up all night except a little. Half of it or a little less than that. And then Allah says later on in the verses, it is hard. Praying of the night, the rising in the night is very hard. But it's good for governing oneself. It's most suitable for the word of Allah. Muammar said, I prayed next to Sulaiman al-Tamimi. Muammar said, I prayed next to Sulaiman al-Tamimi because I needed something from him. So after Isha, he got up and prayed Sunnah. And I thought it's going to be a few moments, so I sat next to him. He said he prayed and recited Surah Tabarak until he got to the verse. But when they see it, the torment in hellfire, the disbelievers, and they see it, their faces, the faces of disbelievers, will change and turn into blackness with sadness and grief. He said when he got to it, he kept repeating it. So I said, let me go wait for him outside the masjid because I'm going to speak to him outside. And he said, I waited as I heard him inside the masjid repeating it over and over. He said, okay, I'll return before Fajr so I can talk to him. He said, I came back before Fajr, moments before Fajr by Allah the Almighty was in the same stand, the same verse repeating it over and over and over. You see how they contemplated the verses of Allah? 
Al-Hasan ibn al-Basri said, why is it that the people who pray the nights, and you're going to notice this, are blessed with a bliss in a glow in their faces. He said, They went in seclusion with Allah the Almighty in the night times, in the dark nights, so Allah casts some of his brightness on them. Noor on their faces. Noor on the sirat, when you want to cross the sirat from Qiyam. Noor on the sirat, when you want to cross onto heaven. Special rooms in palaces in heaven, like the Prophet ﷺ said, for those who pray the Qiyam. If it was for nothing other than the precious moments that you spend in seclusion and privacy with Allah, then that's, an, that's enough. That's in itself enough reward for you to get up and pray Qiyam. Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, when they used to close the doors and the darkness came and everyone is alone with his family, he said, this is the time for the loved ones to be alone with each other and I am alone with my most beloved Allah. Few are the ones who spend their nights with Allah in worship. When the night comes and the mattresses are spread out and the beds are prepared and the lovers are in seclusion, the righteous stand bowing and prostrating to their most beloved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it was a president, if it was a king, if it was a boss, you'd be prepared and precise in meeting him. You have a special one-on-one -on -one appointment with Allah the Almighty every single night. You sleep, how shameful it is upon you. You sleep while Allah calls you. Look at this. His book Al-Mujalasa and Ibn Qutayba fi Uyun Al-Akhbar and Abd al-Haq al-Ashbili in his famous book Al-Tahajjud said this statement. Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad took Al-Hussein ibn Ziyad rahimahumullah and walked with him. He said, come on, let's take a walk. And then he mentioned to him something astonishing and amazing. He said, Allah descends every night to the sky closest to the earth and says, he is a liar who claims to love me, yet when nighttime comes, he sleeps away from me. Imagine that. Doesn't one who love the other long to spend the private moments alone with him? And let me comment on this before I go any further. Uh, the, the statement in Arabic is, this is not a hadith as many scholars say in their khutab and you hear it in some booklets I've seen it. It's not a hadith, Qudsi. It's worded as though Allah said it, but it's not. This is the statement of Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad. I checked on it. There's absolutely no mention of it in any hadith book. It has no background in any. This is a wording of Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad. He wanted to put it in a way where we understand it. Ibn al-Jawzi, when he read this, he said, those who pray the nights heard this reprimand, their eyelids give an oath of an estrangement to sleep. When they heard this reprimand that Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad said, قال ابن الجوزي لما امتلأت أسماع المتهجدين بمعاتبته حلفت أجفانهم على جفاء النوم. Their eyes gave an oath never to sleep again. Men quarrel with their wives to spend more time with her. And she wants to spend more time with him. Friends always quarrel with each other. Why don't you come visit me? Why don't you come spend time with me? Why? How come? Yet no one longs to spend time with the Almighty Allah. Don't we have shame when that happens, when you think about it? A woman once visited the wife of Al-Awza'i, Al-Imam, the great Imam Al-Awza'i. 
When she sat down, she seen the kids playing, and she seen the prayer area of Al-Awza'i. She told her wife, his wife, the visitor, told Al-Awza'i's wife, clean this urine your children did over here where Al-Awza'i prays, so his, won't, his prayer won't be invalid. She said, Wallahi, that's no urine. Wallahi, that's tears he sheds every single night like a puddle. Every single night. A man's register of deeds stops when he dies. We all know that. Yeah, in Hadith al-Isra and Mi'raj, you all know it. When the Prophet ﷺ ascended to the sky, he seen Musa ibn Umran praying. Praying because it's joyous. When one is in his grave and the angels wake him up, Munkar al-Nakir, to ask him, he says in one of the narrations of the Hadith, he says to Munkar al-Nakir as they're waking him up to ask him, who's your Lord? They says to him, let me pray. They tell him, okay, you can go ahead and pray. Just let us ask you these three questions. He wants to pray because it's so joyous to him. He's no longer got the deeds, but it's so pleasant to contact your mighty Lord Allah. They truly love Allah. The angels want to ask him first and they say, okay, you'll pray later on. Lack of success during the night, tahajjud and qiyam, result in lack of success in worldly matters during the day. Take that as a fact. Take it as a given fact. If your iman is at a standstill, then boost it with the qiyam in the tahajjud. If your combat and desires, get up for qiyam. If your sins overwhelmed you, then qiyam is your resort. If you're facing trials and tribulations in this life, and we all are, qiyam is your resort. If you're seeking knowledge, then Qiyam is your resort as well. Ibrahim ibn Shammas said, Wallahi, I used to see Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal from when he was a kid till he was an old man, never missing Qiyam. Those are the men, those are the legends. The night you pray will give you a prosperous day. Qiyam at night makes your face, face radiant and glowing. Prayer at night makes your life blessed, you and your wife and your children. You want a special ranking on the judgment day? Pray Qiyam. You want Firdaus? Get up for Qiyam, Salat al-Qiyam. You want matters of this life to be easy? Then get up for pray Qiyam. Wallah, we should be ashamed to even talk about this matter, encourage people to this, do this matter, because it's all in your benefit. If you truly love Allah, then get up for Qiyam. If you want to thank Allah so He can give you more, get up in Qiyam. Give parts of your life to Allah. You give parts of your life to yourself, to your family. To your work. We all give parts of our life to school. To social events. We give parts of our life to leisure events. We give parts of our life to rest and comfort. Doesn't Allah the Almighty deserve to be given a part of our life? And He should be given precedent and priority over everything? Make the decision now. I say make the decision now. Make the oath now. Make the pledge now. I'm going to, from now on, I'm going to pray Qiyam to Allah the Almighty. Do it now. We spoke last week of how something little that lasts for your lifetime is better than something big that doesn't. Just two rak'ahs, brothers. Start off with two rak'ahs. Just two rak'ahs, start off. Two, maybe less, maybe more, but at least two rak'ahs at night time. If anyone had an important meeting with a job interview, or with something important, he would sleep early and make sure he gets his rest so he can go there. But you tell someone sleep early so you can get up for Qiyam? No, they don't want to do that. They neglect that. And how do you tell me that? And that's just the Sunnah. But for a job interview, it's a far. Every day you have an interview and a test with Allah the Almighty. So get up. Don't let the shaitan slaughter you with I will, I will, I will. Make the determination now and today, right now. 
the prayer of the night was an essential matter to our salaf, that they made it up if they missed it. They made up the night prayer, the qiyam, if they missed it. There's nothing more heart softening, more contemplating to understand in the verses of the Quran than to stand before Allah at nighttime and read and recite and think about the verses and Allah and His power and His qualities and attributes. I dare you to bring me any shaheed. Dare me. Any shaheed, inshallah. Any of the righteous, knowledgeable people or the shaheed who didn't get up or have a history of praying the night qiyam. I dare you that. Why do you think the so-called scholars today, the ignorant heads of today who are called scholars, have led people astray? Because the foreheads of theirs doesn't bow at nighttime and ask Allah for guidance like Ibn Taymiyyah did and like Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. A forehead that bows in prostration to Allah at nighttime couldn't get up during the daytime and lead the masses, the ummah astray in matters of aqidah that were never disputed. Or please the kuffar. Allah praised the sahaba for their qiyam at night many times. Tarahum ruqqa'an sujjada. It is the school that the Prophet taught the sahaba in. And towards the end of the verse, Allah says, A praise for the Sahaba many times in the Quran for praying Qiyam. Even their kids, Ibn Abbas as a kid used to pray next to the Prophet Qiyam. It is the honor of a believer telling an old school Arabic guy, you have no honor and there's going to be bloodshed. I say if you don't pray the Qiyam, you have no honor. What are you saying, Ahmed? Are you in your mind? This is big words. I say if you don't pray the Qiyam, you have no honor. Because the Prophet said the honor of the believer is the night prayer. Jabir ibn Abdullah Sahil ibn Sa'ad, Abu Huraira said, the Prophet said, Sharaful Mu'min Qiyam al-Layl. Al-Albani authenticated in Sahih Targhib wa Tarheeb. Who doesn't want to have a private meeting with Allah after knowing all this? Who doesn't want to communicate with Allah after knowing all this? Who doesn't want to complain to Allah the Almighty? You spend moments in your sujood alone with Allah. No one seeing you but Him. That moment right there is an indication. You're not a hypocrite. Qatada said, one who makes night qiyam can never be a hypocrite. Prayer of the nights gets you to your destiny more than your actions during the daytime. Prayer of the night gives you success and achievements during the day you could never have done it without qiyam. Even materialistic, I'm talking about materialistic gains. You want your stand on the burning day to be shortened, 50,000 years long. You want to shorten, stand up right now in your nighttime. Allah will shorten that stand for you. You think Qiyam is anytime from Isha until Fajr. You find someone will go home. He will spend hours or probably whole night on TV or on the internet browsing through the internet. And he'll find a million excuses not to pray the night Qiyam. When you ask him, why are you doing this? He says, I enjoy it. I enjoy this. Being alone with your wife brings you happiness. Brings you happiness. Being with a friend, chilling and relaxing, brings you happiness and peace. You're enjoying his company. You ask, why are you with him? You're enjoying his company. He wants to leave. You say, stay. I'm enjoying your company. I want you to stay. Do you really, really love Allah if you don't enjoy some quality private time and some seclusion with him at nighttime? One will complain to people about matters he's going through. And sometimes it happens, it just so happens that he's complaining to people about matters he's going through 
And Allah the Almighty in one third end of the night is asking him, do you need anything? But he puts his hope in people. He says, well, I need assurances. Allah can give you those assurances when you ask him. Then the Ummah says they love Allah. Then they say they know how to depend on Allah. Then they'll click a like or put I love Allah on their web pages or on their Facebooks or on a bumper sticker on their bumper. From now on, make an oath, you will never stop night prayer. The internet is paused for a temporary period of time. The TV is gone. The gossiping is over. Start with two rak'ahs anytime between Fajr and Isha. Isha and Fajr. You're going to see after months, maybe weeks, maybe days, you're going to say, you know what, I want to move them closer to Fajr. I like this. I want to move them closer to Fajr. Then as time goes by, you're going to feel, you know what, two is not even enough anymore. I want to add two more to this. I want to add four more to this. You're going to tell yourself, I want to add more to it. Then you're going to tell yourself, no, those two, I was reading, they're no longer enough. I want to make them longer. I'm really enjoying this. God, I'm enjoying this. Ya Allah, I'm enjoying this. You're doing a business transaction with Allah. You're doing a bargain with Allah the Almighty. The father of the famous Mukhtar al-Shanqiti. You know the Mukhtar al-Shanqiti that's in Medina, the Sheikh? He was my teacher. He was a classmate of my father's in Medina. His father was a big alim in Medina. Many don't know. He died in the mid-80s. His father was my father's teacher. And his son, Mukhtar al-Shanqiti, was my father's classmate in Medina. In the same classrooms in the university. The father, it so happened, he said, after someone dragged it out of him in a class, he said, sometimes he prays the Isha and begins to recite and recite from the beginning of the Quran. Before they call the Adhan for Fajr from Medina where he hears it in his house, he'll be at He finishes the whole Quran in one night. Wallah, it's not impossible. Wallah, it's not impossible. I say my brother, surprise Allah with your night prayer. Astonish Allah with your night prayer with two rak'ahs during night. In a hadith in Mishkat al-Masabih, authenticated by Al-Albani, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ajiba rabbuka min rajulayn. Ajiba rabbuna min rajulayn. Allah surprised from two kinds of people. One of them is, Rajulun thara an wat'ihi wa lihafihi min bayni hubbihi wa ahlihi. A man who revolts, who erupts from the comfort of his mattress and his love and his family and jumps up for what? Ila salatih. To his prayer, to make his nightly prayer, erupts from his, jumps up, oh, I'm, I'm going to miss it. Allah tells the angel, brags to the angel bottom, look at my servant. He erupted, he jumped from the comfort of his bed, of his mattress, from amongst his loved ones, from his wife, to pray, seeking what I have in fear from what I have. Allah says, Ajiba Rabbuna. Ajiba Rabbuna. Allah is surprised. A quality that goes to Allah in a manner that says, Allah, the Almighty. A form of encouragement to you. Of course, Allah knows if you're going to get up or not. But He wants you to be encouraged to get up. He bolsters to the angels about you. Abu Hasim, Rahimahullah, said, Adrakna kwaman kanu fil ibadati ala haddin la yakbalu ziyada. You know what Abu Hasim's statement means? Meaning if you tell them there's the Sahaba, our forefathers, if you were, or, or the followers of them, if you tell them there's more you can do, they can't fit it in their schedule. Ibadah is full. Their nighttime is prayer. Victory came to them from the night prayer. Ja'far ibn Zayd said, I went to Kabul in an army, and amongst the army was a soldier called Sila ibn Aisham al-Adawi. 
Sila ibn Aisham al-Adawi, the worshiper. He said when we camped at night, he left and went to a nearby forest and amongst the whole trees, he stood there. And I followed him slowly while everyone was sleeping. He said he made wudu and got up to make salah. And as he began his salah, a lion approached him. And I was right behind him. I got so scared from the roaring of the lion that I jumped on a tree and climbed up. He said, Wallahi, Sila did not look nor did he move. Continued in his salah. He said, when he made sujood, I said, now the lion's going to get him. He said, the lion roamed around him. And when Sila was done with his salah, he looked the lion in the eye and he said, go, go seek your provision, go seek your food elsewhere. He said, the lion left roaring, a loud roar, so loud that it would irritate a huge mountain. He said, it scared me. When Fajr was about to come up, Sila went to the camp and went to sleep as though he was sleeping. And moments later they called for Fajr. He did not want no one to think that he was awake in prayer. Everyone thought he was asleep all night. Amr ibn Utbah ibn Farqad. And look at this. Look at it in, in the Seerah Alam al-Nubala and other books. Read these stories. Nearly the same exact thing happened to him with a lion. They used to love him because he was security, because he would pray all night long. A lion came by, he refused to break his salah. They told him, didn't you fear the lion? He said, I was standing in Allah in humility. I was so ashamed of Allah to be afraid of anything else. Read the life of Saeed ibn al-Musayyib. The one who in his biography you're going to read. For 50 years he prayed the Isha. The Isha. And the Fajr with the same wudu. 50 years. Do you understand what that means when you read that in his biography? It means that he prayed the Isha and the Fajr, same wudu, meaning he's praying all night long in ibadah and worship. Thabit al Banani said, You can never call a worshiper a worshiper unless he does the night prayer and extra fasting. Extra night prayer and extra fasting. If he doesn't do that, you cannot call him a worshiper. He has to have those characteristics because they prove who's devoted and who's willing to give in sacrifice from within himself. We ask Allah to allow us to be amongst those who pray the night prayer sincerely and faithfully for His sake, inshaAllah ta'ala.